0: The weekend is here, it is Friday, so we are kicking off a new episode of That Entrepreneur Show. Vincent A. Lancy here, and we have an incredible guest here in the Tampa community. It's been too long since I've highlighted consistent Tampa entrepreneurs, and this entrepreneur is very worthy of being on the show today. I met her at a networking event in Channelside in the beginning of 2023, and was very impressed by the reputation she has created with her work. She joins us today as the founder of Sage Marketing and Media, which was named one of America's best PR agencies by Forbes. The main areas of discussion for this episode this week will be creative design, digital marketing, and so much more. There are many sub areas in this field, so buckle up like social media marketing, visual brand identity, SEO or search engine optimization, and WordPress management. She is also a graduate of UT, like me, who earned her bachelor's degree in marketing and is now a social media and digital marketing connoisseur. A few other areas we will touch on today are building a strong network, gaining interpersonal communication skills, and how to manage a team. She will also add some value through her work as a licensed financial representative, so we have a value-filled show today. Christina, it's great to see you. Thank you so much for coming on the show.
1: Yes, thanks, Vincent, for having me. I'm really excited.
0: I'm excited to dive into this and be sure to stick around today until the end of the show for this week's Spotlight Story. Since we have a creative design expert with us today, I found a great article from Harvard Business School Review Online titled, Five Examples of Design Thinking in Business. Then we'll get her, her take on it. Excuse me. Christina Savatello is here and we're diving right into it. Why did you become an entrepreneur? What led you to this journey?
1: yeah so it's kind of funny uh my junior year of high school i did this young female entrepreneurship summit and it was like kind of like a college class and it went through the fundamentals of entrepreneurship called girls with impact and i successfully hosted a brunch event for like local homeless shelter at the age of 16. so i've always had the entrepreneurial spirit um I love the marketing aspect of it, and it always kind of stuck with me. So I saw it through. Graduated early from UT, and uh, here we are at Sage.
0: All right, you mentioned graduated early. You found out what you wanted to do right away. Let's talk more about this business.
1: Yeah. So about Sage, we are in multiple you know industries because we are an agency. We are specializing in travel with Airbnbs. Uh, we've realized there's a big uh, need for it in the industry because there's so many of them but like what sets them apart is kind of like what we do so it's been really fun and we also have been doing events for them featuring them in magazines so it's been really fun so far
0: let's talk more about that Airbnb you found a need you're feeling the need let's let's hear all about it
1: yeah so I mean not putting out my secrets out there but I uh I did a little research because I'm a little dork and I like researching things. And I looked up Airbnb marketing and I noticed there's like some agencies that do it, but not on social media. And if you look anywhere and what are people doing on their phone, they're scrolling, you know, and so many, you know, I've noticed millennials, Gen Z starting to get some money going they're only staying in airbnbs and i'm like well what do they use most what do i use most because i'm in that category and you know i realized i put two and two together and um it kind of has been taken off
0: i'm glad to hear that you found something that's working well for you i certainly haven't come across that yet but you mentioned you've been on your own for a while now you even graduated college early what are some of the more challenging areas of entrepreneurship for you
1: Well, it's uh, it's setting that boundary between work life. That balance is kind of difficult. I find myself on the weekends working and I actually set a rule for myself. Like I love my clients and I tell them I'm there 24 seven, but I will not answer past a certain time. And this goes for like all entrepreneurs answer them Monday morning, you know. Monday morning is there for a reason. I am a firm believer in that balance and I definitely struggle with it sometimes. I'll find myself out for dinner with girlfriends and then I'm like texting a client and they're like, why are you working all the time? And I'm just like, it's in my blood. You know,
0: (laughs) when you're passionate about something, I can certainly resonate. You want to work all the time. For me, I have my shut off time at the end of the day as well. I feel that I'm not going to add as much value to that email and be as aware of what I could say, I guess, because I'm so run out. I mean, I start my days a little more abnormally than most. I'm in the gym before four o'clock every morning. So but come by dinner time at night. I don't feel I'm doing myself as much service or anyone else much of a service if I continue to get out there. Of course, sometimes West Coast clients, you do have to bend your own rules, but keep going from there. What else do you find challenging? I mean, I know the list is very long
1: uh you know finding good people to work with that's a big one I've been fortunate enough to I actually have a girl under me in particular I met her through one of my like really good girlfriends so I've just been lucky with that aspect one other one that I've seen is I'm into bodybuilding so trying to balance that with having a business very hard because you know we People always, you know, put meetings, around lunch and going out and I have my meal prep. So right. that's just a little one. But that's me, you know, individually.
0: <laughs> well, every entrepreneur's journey is different. There is no blueprint for entrepreneurship. I talk about it all the time. There is no textbook, really. You have to just kind of go with the flow, find things that work for you. We've heard a few things that work well for Christina. So maybe try to adapt some of them. I mean, saving time is huge. Meal prepping can save everybody a lot of time, especially... Like her, who's running a successful business, a lot of clients she has to manage, taking that extra 30 minutes, an hour away to cook or go out to eat, gives away an hour of your productive hours at work. So great point made there. I'd love to learn more about you here. Something to help our audience, Christina. If you could recommend one book, app, workshop, any tool that you've used to find success, what can you recommend to our community?
1: Yes. So actually, it's a social media planning tool. It's called Plan
0: Oh, you mentioned that you had something better than the one I was on. Yeah, let's let's hear about it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, they have TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. And it's just so easy. But the best part about it is you can actually pre-plan your Instagram grid and your feed, how it's gonna look at the end of the month. So I for all my clients, we plan a month ahead. And what's awesome about it is they can, you know, download the app on their phone and actually pre-approve posts through there. So, I mean, that's not a secret. I don't get keep that oh, one. Right.
0: And yeah, is, yeah. Does it come up with a watermark on the Instagram or it says no? No. And where is there a website or is it just an app?
1: It's an app. It, they have a website that you plan it through on the desktop, but you can, their app is really easy to use as well. And it has a bunch of really cool features like um, tag groups. So you can tag the same people and you can also have different hashtag groups so like for a certain type of posts, you can just press the little plus button and it's all automatic.
0: I like that. You said it's called plan only?
1: Plan only, P-L-A-N-O-L-Y. And okay. it's like $13 a month. It's not bad at all.
0: Yeah, the one I'm using is like, I think twice as much, 26. It may not seem like a lot, but every entrepreneur it does add up and every dollar and cent does count. So thank you for that recommendation. I'll certainly mm-hmm. look into it. Everyone out there, be sure to find a way to use it i started using planable because there's not enough hours in the day for me mainly a solopreneur and so recently now i have some email help i'm having some help with tiktoks but I just was neglecting promoting my shows, especially my podcast, my books. So now at least I have things scheduled on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. I'm not just there yet, but I'm trying it. But before we get on to this spotlight story, again, we have a great one ahead. Again, it is from the Harvard Business School Review titled, Five Examples of Design Thinking and Business. Then we're going to get Christina's take on what the article says. Which entrepreneur would you choose to sit down with, Christina, throughout history, dead or alive, to pick their brain?
1: Hmm. Ooh, I like this question a lot. This one is very ironic, but Martha Storp.
0: Let's hear why.
1: (laughs) Because not only has she built brand for herself and where she came from, then the whole like jail thing, but now she's still out there. And she has all these like other sub-brands, but she is so known that her personal brand speaks for itself when you just say those two words, which is her name. Um, And it's referenced in so many movies, and I take note of stuff like that, especially in comedy. If I were to be able to have my name be a part of a comedy skit and... I mean, the ultimate goal is to be mentioned on SNL, obviously. I'm from up north, so SNL is like, you know, the biggest thing. It is. So that, I would say Martha Stewart, which is so ironic.
0: I mean, I can't argue with it. The work ethic, the brand she's built, the adversity she's overcome and found ways to pivot and just have her brand grow differently. But I am going to delve deeper with you. Where is this meeting going down, if you could pick the location to? <laughs>
1: Uh, Beach Bar, 100%. Here in Florida? Yes. St. Pete Beach. I can see that happening.
0: (laughs) Love the shout out for St. Pete. Now that we found out she wants to meet Martha Stewart, we found out where she will meet Martha Stewart. We're going to hop into this article. Again, it is from the Harvard Business Review, and you will be able to follow along with this link in the show description. So just scroll down in your episode description and go from there. Here we go. It starts out, what is design thinking? Design thinking is a user-centric, solutions-based approach to problem solving that can be described in four stages. The article puts clarify, ideate, develop, and implement, and some examples they give here of design thinking. The first one comes from GE Healthcare, an example of a company that focused on user centricity to improve a product that seemingly had no problems. Diagnostic imaging has revolutionized healthcare. Yet GE Healthcare saw a problem in how pediatric patients reacted to procedures. Many children were observed crying during long procedures in cold, dark rooms with flickering fluorescent lights. Considering this, GE Healthcare team observed children in various environments, spoke to experts, and interviewed hospital staff to gain more insight into their experiences. After their research, hospital pilots and reiteration... GE Healthcare launched the Adventure Series. This redesigned initiative focused on making MRI machines more child-friendly. For example, the Pirate Adventure transformed MRI from dark black holes to pirate ships with scenery of beaches, sandcastles, and oceans. By empathizing with children's pain points, GE Healthcare was able to craft a creative solution that not only was fun, but increased patient satisfaction scores by 90%. And I love that. We'll touch on another one here with Netflix. They repeatedly leveraged it to become a industry giant. That speaking of design thinking during the company's inception, its main competitor blockbuster talk about a TBT required customers to drive to brick and mortar stores to rent DVDs. This process was the same for returns, which was a major pain point for many. Netflix eliminated the inconvenience by delivering DVDs directly to customers' homes with a subscription model. I remember that. My aunt used to get two DVDs at a time. She'd mail them back. But of course, in 2011, they took the design thinking one step further and responded to customers' need for original, proactive content that wasn't airing on traditional networks. In 2016, it improved its user experience by adding short trailers to their interface Each of Netflix's major updates was in response to customers' needs and driven by the effective design thinking process. Coincidentally here, Airbnb is on the list, so I think I have to touch on this before bringing Christina back on. Another household name, Airbnb, started by only making around $200 per week. After some observation, its founders recognized that the advertising pictures hosts were posting online weren't of high enough quality, which often deterred customers from renting rooms. To empathize with customers, the founders spent time traveling to each location, imagining what users look for in a temporary place to stay and their solution, invest in a high-quality camera to take pictures of what customers want to see based on their travel observations. For example, showing every room rather than a select few, listing special features like a hot tub or pool right in the description, and highlighting the neighborhood or areas in close proximity to the This resulted in a week later, Airbnb's revenue considered to to double. Now we'll quickly touch on practicing design thinking, where it says to consider the big picture, think through alternative solutions, and research each company's competitors. Another helpful exercise is to look at the competitors. Did those competitors have similar problems? Did they find similar solutions? How would you compete remember to walk through the four design thinking phases that we touched on, which were clarify, ideate, develop, and implement. Christina, what are some of your takeaways from this article?
1: So, of course, you know, the Airbnb one resonates with me. But if you look at any marketing, you know, textbook, the clarify, ideate, develop, implement is basically the marketing funnel. Every time I get a new client, we always do an analysis on you know who they are, what makes them different, which is their unique value proposition. And we obviously are boutiques, so we choose the people we want to market because we have to believe that we can actually sell what they're offering. Um, you know, not every Airbnb is able to market you know, on social media, like it has to look a certain way. I mean, that's how the world runs, especially for travel. So stuff like that. And then we develop it through our marketing strategy and then we implement it by not only, you know, acting through with it, but also one thing is we also do events at the properties, which kind of sets our company apart because Airbnbs are just seen as a temporary place to go. And events are also a temporary thing in time and place. So we thought, you know, why not do both? So that's kind of where Sage has been heading. But enough about, you know, Sage. I wanted to go back to the article. The one thing that I really, really liked is how they talked about GE health. I've actually read, uh, again, I'm a dork, uh, about little things like that, where, you know, not only just marketing teams, but, um, you know, I studied arts and health in college for a semester, which was very interesting to hear about yeah. the healthcare setting. And that was really interesting. So it kind of reminded me of that class I took and how they turned it into the adventure series for the okay. children in the hospitals. Yeah, that resonated with me because it's it, not even from a marketing perspective, but like creative thinking. As marketers, we're always trying to solve a problem and find a solution, and that's what they did with this series. Um, The healthcare setting is definitely undermined, in my opinion. There's so much that you know we could do for it that could be done, and I know it's always ongoing, which is awesome. Um, But what they said was how it increased patient satisfaction by ninety percent. I call that one of the most successful campaigns quote-unquote that i've ever heard of um the other one that this one didn't mention that it kind of you know ties back to is do you remember the whole coca-cola thing with the names on the the bottle no no so it they had this whole campaign where it was like share your coke
0: oh yeah 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 and it
1: said random names on it it kind of relates the design thinking behind that campaign to me because seeing your name on a product randomly it everything is psychological and the fact that coca-cola is able to have that intimate experience with their customers because you know how it's so iconic but like seeing your name it's that personal touch that not a lot of companies do so that's like another campaign that this reminded me of but the one stage of this article that i think a lot of people miss is clarifying everyone skips to ideate but they don't clarify again you know that unique value proposition why is my airbnb different than the other one down the street or you know in the neighborhood um And so, yeah, I definitely think clarifying is so important nowadays.
0: I think you brought up a flashback from the past. I wasn't sure what you were going with with the Coca-Cola name, but now I can remember seeing the cans with just the names on it. Do you think if it doesn't say your name, it would deter you from buying the Coca-Cola at that point as a marketing expert? No.
1: No. No, but it made me want to buy it or like it made me want to find my name. That was the whole thing. And again, like I said, it's all psychological. And, you know, even with our clients, when we like meet them, to me, it's not like sales when I get a new client. For me, it's you're building our relationship and it's that psychological connection with my client, you know, their family. They're not just someone paying me to do a service.
0: I like that. I've been typing up for the show notes, the psychological connection with each client. Thank you so much for that great rundown. You did a great job giving our guests and our audience such great value today, Christina. But before I let you go, I have to ask, where can we find more about you, more about your business? All things, Christina.
1: Yeah. So on social, we're Sage Marketing and Media. Our website is also sagemarketingandmedia.com very easy the only thing is you have to spell out a and D for and um yeah
0: well thank you for sharing that everyone be sure to check out all she has to offer if you liked anything she had to say especially be sure to reach out and the show is at that entrepreneur show on all social media platforms until next Friday we are signing off both of us here in the Tampa Bay area Christina thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show
1: yes thank you so much for having me